Astros protected their home field last night with a 4-2 win over the Yankees. And uh, in your mind, it was the Astros kind of a, a up against the wall there with all things considered. The, the Yankees coming off of playing, uh, you know, the, the day before against the, the Guardians to wrap things up and now having to play the Astros in Houston. Yeah, it was... In my mind, it was as must-win as a game one of a series can be. I mean, you just have to take advantage of where the Yankees are at. I, I, it didn't make sense to me that as we're going through this whole debacle the other night at Yankee Stadium, there's this thought that you know Cleveland wants to play, the Yankees are fine with the rain, with the rain delay. I mean, whoever won that game was going to have to play that game, jump on a plane, and, and go right to Houston. So I never understood the logic behind that one. But yeah, the logic behind it for the Yankees is they wanted to get somebody else on the mound for that deciding game. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm convinced of that because uh, they went with uh, what was the starter for the uh, Yankees uh, last night? Yeah, uh, they went with uh, with oh, or was it set, or it was going to be Jamison Tyone? Yeah, that's who they went with last yeah. night. Yes, yeah, and he was the one that was going to pitch the night uh, that the game was in dispute. And um, anyway, they got it moved to another day. It allowed another Yankee pitcher to get the start, and it worked out really well. But even then, though, I mean, when Cleveland's putting out there basically a spot starter who hadn't pitched yet. In the postseason, I mean, if you're if you're if you're taking the position of we're the Yankees and they're those guys, man, it shouldn't matter who you who you want to put out there. I disagree. When it comes to starting pitchers, you know, like they always say in the in Major League Baseball, momentum only goes as far as who that starter is. And if the Yankees felt they had a significant advantage by um, going with, the, can you just because I can't even think it right now, the the starter in that Yankees. Uh, Cleveland game five. Tyone. No, no, he was. You know, he was going. He did not Tyone oh, no. pitch oh, last was night. Was it Severino? No, I don't think it was Severino. That's why it's kind of dry. Tyon pitched last right. night, and he actually did fine. I mean, um, it wasn't like it was his problem. I mean, the, you, in that in Minute Maid Park, you're going to score runs, and Houston scored four runs, and uh, typically, you know, the, you can't win that many games there unless you have Justin Verlander on the mound. So who got the start in the uh, game five against Cleveland? In game five against Cleveland, uh, so game four was was Garrett Cole, and then oh, and then game five, uh, Nestor Cortez. Oh, it was Nestor Cortez got, that, who that, started that, got the and win, and that's who they wanted. Yeah. They, that's who the the Yankees wanted in that game. It was like John Sterling was even talking when the game started. I mean, all bets are off. I mean, if you need, uh, there's just you don't worry about you know what's going on next and i think the yankees thought they had a great advantage by that okay and so that's anyway. what gave and, and that's kind of, and again that still goes into what made it feel like as much again as much as game one can ever feel like a must win it's just one that houston has to capitalize on you're at home the odds that justin verlander is gonna you know is gonna blow up two because uh, seattle rocked him his first start in the playoffs the odds that that's gonna happen twice in a row very low. He's probably going to win another Cy Young. There was just everything that was there for Houston to take advantage of, and fortunately for them, they and did. I, I'll tell you, Aaron Judge made a play in right center that will, I mean, if, if his name was Joe Smith, it, everybody would have been like so impressed by it. He, but Judge, uh, with, at his size, there was a ball hit into the gap there in right center, and he stretched out, made a backhanded play in the outfield off of an Alex Bregman um, you know, uh, hit. I think it, it was runners on first and second then that easily would have scored two runners, and Alex probably would have ended up at third base. Uh, Judge coming up defensively. You got to love that whole outfield, though, because there was another one, Giancarlo Stanton, he's running, and he goes back, and he chases a ball, and he's so strong that he 
basically uh, uh, yeah he punched through punched the, the hole through the wall. Well, here's the, the thing on that is on the first ball to him out there in left field it's unusual to see it, uh, Stanton in the field anyway but the first ball he played horribly and I'm like oh boy this is going to be an adventure and from that point on he was flawless including making the catch you're just talking about that was high degree of difficulty they got all kinds of nooks and crannies in that place he was able to na- navigate it and like you said he took off a panel of the scoreboard all right speak Speaking of postseason, playoffs, all that stuff, Sam, I mean, we can't wait until Saturday night at 8 o'clock because New Mexico United is going to be going to Sacramento to play Sac Republic FC. How about that name for you? Love that name. They're the team that people think might be the next to move into the MLS. Uh, There'll be a crowd of 14,000 plus. It's a fabulous facility, and it's a great stage for New Mexico United, Sam. Getting back to it, of course, that's where they played their first playoff game in in 2019. First playoff game as a franchise in 2019, hoping for a different different result this time. And if we're talking about the MLB postseason, kind of want United to have that role that the uh, Padres played against the Dodgers, where the Padres are playing all these high leverage games towards the end of the season and you know clearly that gave them some kind of momentum that the Dodgers just didn't have in that series and Sac Republic's been you know pretty comfortably in that top four for a good chunk of the year I mean of course we know what it took for United to even get into that fifth spot so hopefully that that can carry them but moment I mean obviously momentum doesn't work in soccer like it does in, in baseball it doesn't work like anything but yeah no it's it's going to be a fantastic environment and, and, and let me just tell you it's going to be drastically different than 2019 as well okay oh, yeah that was the the first year uh United was a club um all that was new to them, and now they've been through uh, that season and the rigors of the last couple of seasons and faced a lot of adversity this season. But that's the beauty of these playoffs. It's a whole second season. And what I like about um, Saturday night, by the way, Adam Deal will be in Sacramento along with David Carl. So we'll carry that broadcast live from what Heart Health Field, I believe is what it's called. Heart uh, Health Park. Heart, Heart HHP. Health Park. Okay, so so Adam and David Carr will be on site giving you the call. We'll do the pregame at 7 and kickoffs at 8 o'clock, so we're looking forward to that. But one thing for sure in that game, which is very rare... Uh, in soccer is somebody will be a winner and somebody will be a loser because there's no such thing as a tie. They'll play extra time and this, extra this, but at some point if they need to go with PKs, uh, then each team gets five and we've seen games go to that and hopefully that's not the case and United could win it in regulation time, uh, but hey, anything can happen and I just think United is, is really, really positioned well to perform because of the the um the experience of the team unlike 2019 and i and i apologize because i don't uh, have it offhand who was the one that asked the question but you were at the media availability for everybody yesterday and i thought it was a, a pretty interesting question to bring up to head coach zach prince of sac republic playing in the open cup this year they make it to the championship game so they're playing in that single elimination tournament style situation there and if that gives them any advantage in this game in, in the playoffs and uh, I, i'm i think i mean basically Soccer's such a fickle game, man. There's no it, it advantages. Is. Okay, in. I'll tell you what means more. Okay, Kavon Frater is back and healthy, and he is somebody that is, I think, um, underperformed since they reacquired him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
at different times he's electrifying as anybody in the league, and hopefully that's the case on Saturday night. And the night. biggest thing for New Mexico United is that, I mean, obviously they're scoring at the right time, the three against LA Galaxy, the two against Colorado Springs, and they're getting healthy at the right time. Christian Navas scores a big goal. You know, we saw Harry Schwartz. Yeah. We, you know, Armando Moreno's back. They're getting everybody. They're getting the full roster back because it was part of the frustration where goals weren't coming. It was a point here or no points here, but there was a good chunk towards the end of the season where they just didn't have their whole team together. No, there, there was chunks in the season that that like uh, where you were scratching your head, but it doesn't matter now. They ended up getting in the playoffs to the five seed. And in case uh, you were not there last Saturday night, uh, when Daniel Bruce scored the goal that pretty much gave United some breathing room, the 14,590 uh, went nuts. Uh, Adam Deal, Andy Hageman on the call. If you weren't there, this is what it sounded like. Throw in, Kisavetra posting up, kind of bike, kick it, back pose, headed, but not out of play yet. Here's Will Seymour, fires on the right foot, actually checks into the midfield. Daniel Bruce with a little cut, Daniel Bruce with a little foot! She got it! Daniel Bruce! A beautiful cut finish! And listen to this crowd! Well, that just about sums it up. It does sum it up. And uh, 14,000 last Saturday in Albuquerque. They'll face 14,000-plus in Sacramento. And again, that game, 8 o'clock on Saturday pregame at 7.